The next stop will be Old Trafford. Just a short tram ride from Manchester city centre is Old Trafford, home to two legendary arenas of sport. The first being the home of Lancashire County Cricket Club, and the second, of course, being the self-styled Theatre of Dreams, home of Manchester United. Now though, Old Trafford is also home to something else, a brand new higher education institution. This is a call for hungry dreamers and hard-working self-believers. Success is down to more than just luck and talent. It's striving to be the best, breaking the boundaries and never giving up. Are you ready to become your best self? Are you ready to unlock your greatness? UA92 is game-changing, created to accelerate careers in business, media and sport. Much more than a qualification, it's a personal development journey. University Academy 92 officially opens its doors to its first cohort of students next week and, well, it's quite something. The result of a coming together of Lancaster University and five former Manchester United players, no really, it's a potentially game-changing moment for the higher education sector. If nothing else, UA92 certainly plans to do things differently to its peers. So what are you waiting for? Discover UA92, the exciting new campus from respected academic pioneers, Lancaster University. This is Education Evolved. This is UA92. Whether, like me, you're excited to see how UA92 fares in an incredibly crowded and competitive market, or even if you've just written them off as a gimmick, there's no denying that the arrival of this new institution onto the higher ed scene is a big talking point. UA92 has lofty aspirations to rewrite the higher education rulebook. They truly see themselves as bringing something different to the table. In simple terms, I think what we're doing is we're creating a whole institution that's got character and personal development right at its core. So regardless of which subject students are studying, uh, in addition to all their academic activity, their character and personal development will be absolutely critical and core and running throughout everything that they do. A little bit like the words through a stick of rock, and that's going to prepare them for their careers, and it's going to prepare them for life beyond being a full-time student. That, by the way, is the man leading the UA92 charge. I'll let him introduce himself, given that he'll be with us for the rest of this episode. Okay, so I'm Craig Gaskell. I'm Principal and Chief Executive Officer at University Academy 92. Uh, I'm also a Professor of Higher Education Enterprise at Lancaster University. Craig is no stranger to starting a new higher education institution from scratch. He joined UA92 a year ago, having successfully set up CU Scarborough, a Coventry University Group campus on the Yorkshire coast. This after being the first member of his family to study at university and then becoming an academic and having stints at Hull and Durham universities. What comes across when you meet Craig is his passion. His passion for higher education and widening access to it his passion for doing things differently, and unsurprisingly, his passion for what's happening at UA92. Just a few weeks before term started at UA92 for the first time, I met with Craig to hear all about it, what his hopes are for it, and why he thinks the world needs it. And I genuinely think if we get this right, we'll unlock opportunity for high quality, top quality higher education for people that at the moment just can't access it just because the systems, the structures, the models don't quite work for them and, and the support network isn't quite right for them. So if we get this right, I think this really will genuinely open up access. 
Dave, he's Craig, and this is Inspiration on Tap. I joined Craig in a room in the media suite at Old Trafford Cricket Ground, a media suite that is sponsored by UA92. The brand is already being built in a very visible fashion. On what is shaping up to be a glorious summer's morning, the sun is out, we've got a tremendous view of the lush Old Trafford pitch below us. There was even a match happening, Lancashire taking on bizarrely Oman, yes, the country. More pertinent to our chat though, is a building peeking over the far stand of the cricket ground. That building is UA92's campus, the latest stop on what has been an impressive journey so far for Craig. My story, I guess I was a first in family person going to higher education, so there's no history of higher education in my family. And I, I ended up going and working hard and studying and eventually through uh, various career tracks ended up being an academic so uh, and a computer science academic my PhD is in computer science so as a computer scientist and a jobbing lecturer and researcher and, and all that stuff I uh, worked at the University of Hull at Durham for a while uh, but I got really interested in probably early on really interested in the formation of uh, organizations and so actually uh, quite early on in my career I, um, I left Durham University to form a new internet computing department and that was my first departmental formation uh, job and it was a wonderful wonderful place uh, and that was my first chance to employ some staff and create a culture uh, with them uh, we created that together and then from then on I went on to uh, to become a dean at Hull uh, I looked after a campus for for Hull and I get, got more and more interested not just in the academic side of the organization but the wider student experience side and particularly social mobility maybe because of my my own background so I eventually moved on to be the founding provost of CU Scarborough which is Coventry University Group's operation in Scarborough and we formed that as a micro institution so it looks like the University of Scarborough to everyone in Scarborough and I I joined that project as the only member of staff actually in uh, uh, May 2015 and we uh, we launched in September 2015 uh, with a very small group of students teaching the students out of Scarborough Spa on the seafront uh, and with a, an amazing bunch of dedicated staff and within a year uh, we'd built a building there's a whole campus operating there now and uh, their first students graduated last year and that's absolutely flying and that was my opportunity really to look almost institutionally working with the amazing Coventry University group and some wonderful ideas that were already in the organisation but to take those ideas work with partners in the local and actually create a micro-institution in a higher education cold spot. And then I guess uh, last summer, I started here uh, formally on the 1st of September last year to to, uh, become principal and chief exec of University Academy 92. The obvious place to start is with the fact that Craig and his team are doing something that doesn't happen very often. They're building a brand new university. We can literally see it from where we're sat talking. And at the time of recording, the first intakes of students were just weeks away. In short, this will be going fairly well. 
Yeah, it's, it, it, it is quite interesting. Surprisingly smoothly, I would say, in one perspective, uh, what we have is this amazing opportunity to challenge everything and try and get things right. So we're working incredibly hard on the detail, challenging the orthodoxy, challenging our own assumptions all the time. But where are we now? Uh, we have a brand new building, fully commissioned now. We've been able to design our, our own campus, which is incredible. Uh, we've managed to recruit a dedicated bunch of staff that are completely aligned to our higher education philosophy. We have an amazing partner network that's a part of this. It's not just a bunch of academics and university professional services staff. We've got a whole partnership network that are part of this team. Some big, real big hitters actually who are challenging us, helping us form curriculum, are going to be involved in the delivery, we'll be offer, offering placements to our students. So the whole partnership is really, really good. So uh, I think we're in pretty good shape. So this probably requires a bit of housekeeping before we properly get stuck into the chat. UA92's degrees are awarded by Lancaster University and, as you'll hear Craig explain later on, they do things a bit differently. Subjects are studied one at a time for a period of five weeks and there are no exams. In between each module, all students spend a week working on personal development modules that aim to actually prepare them for the real world, in addition to their studies. Students have four contact hours, back to back, and are always, for the duration of their studies, either a morning or an afternoon student, meaning they can plan their lives around their studies. They also have the opportunity to benefit from UA92's industry partners, big names such as Microsoft, KPMG and more. It's all fresh, it's all new and intriguing, and they've created a modern and distinctive brand to go with it. Even their prospectus has its own rather pleasant smell. But the part of the UA92 story that has created perhaps the most headlines so far is those two numbers in its name. Now while the year 1992 has certain connotations for many in the UK higher education sector, it's a bit different with UA92. Why? Because the 92 is a nod to the class of 92, a group of ex-Manchester United players who came through the club's academy system and became part of arguably the club's greatest ever side under the guidance of legendary manager Sir Alex Ferguson. Five of those men are responsible for UA92's existence. And not just any five. Listen up, there's a chance you might just have heard of this lot. Great run here by Ryan Giggs! Oh, what a goal! Phil Neville takes the credit and sets off in celebration! And Nicky Buck flying in with the header. Chance for Gary Neville. Oh! I don't believe this. It's his first ever goal. How? Paul Scholes! Studying and eventually through uh, various career tracks ended up being an academic. So for so, people that are uh, interested in football, and, and we're not a football university at all, but the class of 92 are a set of great footballers. So let's name them Phil Neville, Gary Neville, Paul Scholes, Nicky Butt, Ryan Giggs. They're really strongly associated with our project. And they really came out of the Manchester United Academy side. So essentially the class of 92 are a group of ex-Manchester United footballers who want to put something back. They've invested personally in our project and they're driving us on. They're not university experts by any means, but they really understand tenacity and character development and communication and leadership and all those kinds of things. And that's critical to our proposition. 
I mean, I guess some more cynical people might look at a bunch of footballers associating themselves with a new university, a new higher ed institution, and see it almost as a bit of a gimmick. I mean, what... I get a sense from how you're talking about them that there is a real, well, you said a real investment and a real passion from from those men in this project. And what's it been like working with them? Because effectively, they're celebrities. I mean, what have they, what have they brought to it? And what would you say to the to the naysayers out there? Yeah, I think they they really have brought to it the uh, Sir Alex Ferguson philosophy acted out in real and a deep understanding of that idea of character development and how that can uh, that can drive you on through adversity to face real significant challenges and what they've done is they've brought that into the core of our proposition and challenged us all the way to make sure that that's in the core of our proposition and supported us in equal measure in trying to help that be the case they've also brought with them quite a lot of contacts and they're actively involved so Gary Neville's on our board so Gary is a very active participant in all of our board meetings Uh, we see him on a regular basis we're regularly in touch uh, with him other members have supported us I think Ryan Giggs was at our last open day again we we generally don't announce these things because you've got to be careful with the celebrity but it's not about them being celebrities but it's about the character development piece and Ryan was really open about some of the some of the challenging issues that he's had to deal with in in creating a an amazing amazing career but you know the track's not always been easy and and for him to be very open even with our applicants about some of those challenges and how he how he faces and deals and has dealt with those uh, is truly inspirational so they're really part of the team they're challenging us all the way but they've invested their own money and they're absolutely desperate that this makes a difference to bright people people that should be able to go to university anywhere so what they've also done is they've driven a very strong social mobility mission right at the core of what we do so they're challenging us all the way to make our form of higher education as accessible as possible and so it's about making high quality higher education Lancaster University degrees as accessible as possible to people uh, everywhere regardless of what your social background is. So that's the celebrity side of things dealt with. Let's get stuck into some details, starting with more information about UA92's courses. Okay, so our courses tend to fall into three categories, business, media and sport. So let's just talk about some courses. So business studies, accounting and finance, uh, media studies, journalism, sports science, PE and next academic year we'll be launching a number of other programmes including computing, public health, things like that. But the structure of all our programmes is consistent. So we don't deliver our degrees in the same way as most institutions. And again, we've looked at the sector. We've looked at uh, the best practice we can find. We've taken our our distinctive pedagogy and our distinctive character and personal development theme that, that is right at the core of everything we do and our, our need to make sure all of our students have access to high quality work placements and things like that. And we've actually created a structure that that delivers the degrees in a slightly different way to most institutions. So essentially we deliver in six-week blocks. Uh, We don't deliver multiple modules at the same time. We'll focus on one subject at a time. 
And within one of those six-week blocks, the first five weeks, a student will focus on their subject. But the sixth week is where they'll focus on a character and personal development trait. And that can be resilience, that can be teamwork, that can be communication. So it means that they're in their academic tribe in a small group for five weeks working hard on their academic subject. The character and personal development stuff is embedded in there, so it's not, it's not separated. Uh, so that's embedded even while they're doing their subject material. However, in week six, the entire year can come together and do team working together. So you can have accountants working with sports scientists, working with PE students, working with media students, forming an interdisciplinary team developing their teamwork in, looking at each other's perspectives on the world, potentially with some of our partners involved as well. And that's a little bit like the real world. So what our students do is they get these focal points of focusing on key character and personal development traits. And then there's almost a background noise of that being endemic in everything they do. And then they apply it back in their subject area. So, so in simple terms, students are taught in six-week blocks, no final exams. So all our assessment, our assessment has to be very rigorous. These are Lancaster University degrees. So we have to assess very rigorously, but we don't do end of, end of year exams. All the assessment is contained within those six-week blocks, so students work quite intensively, uh, and then they'll have a break, and then they'll do another six-week block, a break for about a week. And what I should also say is the timetable is fixed, so students don't dot around the day with their timetable, and this is really an access point, really. Their timetable, students will study either from nine till one in the morning or from two till six. If they're a morning student studying nine till one, that's their timetable forever. So that means their four hours of contact with us is four contiguous hours, which means they can organize their lives around uh, around it. And this takes some of, the, uh, some of the thinking that's already in the sector. Coventry University Group, where I've worked previously, uh, have, have pioneered elements of this kind of delivery uh, in what they do. So we've looked at best practice right across the sector, and we've looked at different academic models, and this approach, we think, is absolutely ideal for our distinctive form of academic delivery. I suppose that means if your students are working part-time or if they have family or care responsibilities, that that certainty of the timetable means that they, like you say, they can actually plan their lives really effectively around their study. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we talked about the social mobility mission. If you're a carer, let's say you've got a young family, then actually knowing that your time when you need to be on campus is from nine till one, but you know every day, I mean, you can stay on campus all day if you like, of course, but you know from every day after one, your compulsory attendance time, if you like, is is over. So you can organise your life to pick up your children, uh, to care for a relative. Maybe you've just got to work. Okay, so you have to do your own private study, which you have to do in your own time late in the evenings, but you've just got to work in the afternoon. And of course, because of our partner network, we've got very, very strong partnerships who are employers, then let's say a student's an accounting student, accounting and finance student, then because their timetable is so stable, the work they could do could be related to their subject area. So rather than just doing the traditional student jobs, and we've all done them, you know, I've done the bar work and and that that kind of stuff. But actually, if you can guarantee you're available from, from half past one in the Greater Manchester area, every day and once you're out of teaching block time available all the time then potentially you could go to an accounting firm and actually get some genuine paid work experience in your subject area so that allows students both to study 
and to do some work at the same time. So we talk uh, a lot about the apprenticeship model now in higher education, which I think is, is wonderful for many students. Here's a model that allows students to study for a traditional degree in many respects, but in a very different way, but, and also pick up some real work at the same time. So And also, as part of their studies, get some placements. So three years later, on graduation, not only will they have a wonderful Lancaster University degree with this character development absolutely at its core, really well developed for their future careers, but they also will have been able to pick up some some work experience, both as, as part of their studies and additional work if they want to. And let's face it, for some students, they've just got to work to get through higher education. So again, it's just acknowledging that it's the only way to provide accessibility for some people. And then there's that personal development stuff, what UA92 call the target talent curriculum. Okay, so what's in the target talent curriculum in microcosm? You've got five aspects. You've got cognitive intelligence, learning how to solve problems, pose problems. You've got emotional intelligence, learning about empathy and learning about how to understand and, and sometimes control your own emotions. You've got social intelligence, working out how to communicate with individuals, working in groups, uh, looking at how different people communicate. If you really get this, then you can your ability to, to move and work in it with groups of people and understand perspectives is much more heightened. We also also have a strong emphasis on physical and mental well-being, actually understanding about your own physical and mental health, and you would expect physical health to be important uh, given, uh, given our founding partners, but actually physical health and mental health and just looking after yourself. You don't need to be an elite athlete, but actually just looking after yourself and looking after your own mental health and being aware of that is important. And then career preparedness, the fifth element that we have a strong element of, how do you make sure you're prepared for your future career and the careers beyond that, that, that you will have and how do you importantly not not only be prepared for that but how do you have the ability to communicate that you're prepared for that and so those five things cognitive intelligence emotional intelligence social intelligence physical and mental well-being and career preparedness form our target talent curriculum and every single one of our students has a personal development coach and that's outside of their academic tutors. They have somebody that they meet with on a regular basis that essentially supports them in their character and personal development. And that's a coach, not a tutor in that sense. So it's a coaching relationship and that supports them through making sure they're acquiring all these target talent curriculum, character development traits, making sure they've got the right number of placements, making sure their career preparedness is on, is on track. I don't know about you, but this all feels really powerful. It feels like UA92 are actually preparing their students for the real world after their studies and making it a core part of their degree, not just something offered by a careers service that, let's face it, many students won't use. Absolutely. That's that's really fundamental to it, really. It, career preparedness is what this is all about. Great academic qualifications, but our sense is, and unashamedly, if our students don't get great careers as a result of this, then we haven't done our job. So we focus on that. We put it right at the heart of what we do. And it's about developing people for careers, but also for life generally. Uh, you know, life can be challenging, but these are the traits, you know, the resilience. How do you face a 
tough thing. It's the tough things in life. And I think many of us that worked in higher education uh, will have many stories of incredibly bright students, students that are working really hard, but it's often the personal things that, that will pull them off track. And so, and life happens, of course, uh, but the ability to deal with those personal things, the ability to self-analyze, uh, and again, that comes out of the class of 92. They were all trained in analyzing themselves, analyzing things went wrong. You know, goals went in that shouldn't have gone in. You've missed some a major shot under pressure. Okay, analyze it, work out what's happened and try and make sure you learn from that. And so for us, it's this whole idea that learning from when things don't go so well and learning about yourself and learning to be able to deal with those and turn those tough times into learning opportunities is what it's all about. And I think that should help students in their, in their academic studies, but, but more fundamentally in life beyond academic studies as well. So, we've got famous footballers at the top, a different approach to delivering degrees, and a real desire to prepare students for life after graduation. But that's not it. Companies such as Microsoft, KPMG, Lancashire County Cricket Club and more have already pledged themselves as partners to UA92. And they're not just silent partners, they're really heavily involved. They're, they're fundamental and, and again it's about flipping the model around. We often talk about partnership in higher education but this is true partnership. If you think of the two founding partners, the class of 92 and Lancaster University, they are the founding partners and, and they've invested in the project but right from the get-go there have been some other partners involved. So Microsoft who are a critical partner and they were here right from the start they'll have space on our campus so so microsoft will actually be bringing people business people into our campus to do microsoft's business uh, whilst supporting us in our business uh, whilst bumping into our students whilst getting a coffee so it'll create that that whole environment of it's not just a university campus it's a place where businesses will be there as well and some of these businesses will be employing our future students or offering placements or contributing to our curriculum. We're designing a computing program, brand new computing program right now. And what we did to design that, we started with the businesses. Clearly, all of our degrees have to be accredited by Lancaster University, so they have to be high academic credibility. But they start first and foremost with what businesses need and then we square that academic credibility with it so it's not just a bunch of academics designing degree programs it's partners together uh, and employers and future employers designing degree programs together and that process continues so our partners will continue to be involved in our curriculum co-design process and our curriculum update process some of them will be offering placements to our students they'll be challenging us KPMG are an amazing partner they've been with us all the way they're involved in our uh, financial literacy element of our target talent curriculum, uh, as you would expect them to be. And they're great accountants. Uh, you know, they're involved in, in that side. But actually, they're our social mobility partner. So KPMG are supporting us in driving the social mobility mission. And if people don't know about KPMG, they have a strong social mobility ethos in terms of the kind of people that they employ. And so they're helping us develop our character as an organisation. One description of UA92 I came across when preparing for this interview was that they were a higher education startup. I was curious to find out if Craig agreed with that. Well, 
it's a project that's been going for quite a long time. And of course, you've got the very, very established Lancaster University partners there. So you've got a lot of academic experience in this uh, in this organisation anyway. Uh, Lancaster, our degree awarders. So uh, there's established academic credibility there anyway and challenge, which is great. But in reality, we're making a new higher education institution and you don't do that very often in the sector absolutely from scratch. We have a board. We've formed a, a board. Uh, we've formed an organisation that holds our higher education institution. Uh, we're going through the process of being fully regulated at the moment. But yes, we're making a higher education institution and nothing existed before. So we've got our campus, we're, we've got our staff now. But uh, when you go back to when I started in September, I was the only substantive member of staff here. So we really have made it from nothing. But there was lots of great work before I came, lots of thinking. This this has been a project that's been quite a long time in gestation, and these projects have to be to get it right. But yes, it is it is a startup in that sense. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more to come from Craig as we find out about how UA92's first recruitment cycle has gone and how they've negotiated the challenge of trying to put that authentic student voice into their marketing when they don't have any students yet. Peer recruitment without the peers, if you will. That's all coming up right after this. Thanks for checking out our podcast we really hope you're enjoying it now i'm about to do that cliched podcaster thing of asking you to go and rate and review this show inspiration on tap in your favorite podcast app if you're happy to do that then it would be much appreciated and why not subscribe while you're there too also be sure to head to theaccessplatform.com and download your copy of our new white paper which looks at how universities are working with student content creators to supercharge their peer recruitment efforts It's 28 pages of tips, survey results, case studies, and even better, it's totally free. Okay, that's enough plugging. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. So you've heard the nuts and bolts of what UA92 is about, why it's different, and how it plans to tackle delivering courses on its own terms. And I think even the most cynical listener would probably find it hard to argue that what they're offering sounds anything other than impressive. However, it's all well and good on paper, but what about actually recruiting that first cohort of students? In a crowded marketplace and up against institutions here and internationally with decades of history and thousands of alumni to call on, I wanted to know how UA92's first recruitment cycle actually went and what sort of student put themselves forward to be part of that first intake. Oh, what an interesting question. And and this is probably the thing I'm looking most forward to, actually, is having some actual UN92 students studying with us on campus and, and working with us to develop things. It's a really good question. What we've had to do is use our applicants to help form the proposition. So we engage quite a lot with our applicants, even on applicant days and on open days. We have a process where we we survey our students, we uh, our potential students, and, and so they're starting to influence us before we've got actual students. And there are a number of applicants, people that have applied, that are actually engaged in quite a lot of detail. So there are some 
people that will be our students that are engaged in, in helping us develop the proposition. But you're absolutely right. Our prospectus, we're really into, really into authenticity. But how do you generate a prospectus with pictures of students when you don't have any students unless you employ a, lo a lot of models? Well, one of our partners actually is Trafford College and they'll be delivering access provision for us within our campus, again, as part of our mission to open up access to higher education. And so actually, the students you're seeing in the prospectus are real Trafford College students, real potential UA92 students at, at the point at which we wrote the prospectus. So that's the best we could do. But in reality, that's probably the most exciting thing about the next stage is actually starting to develop the proposition with real UA92 students on campus. And their voice will be critical. Uh, we talk about them as our pioneers, absolutely not guinea pigs. You know, we, this is their uh, university experience and it has to be the best university experience that they could have. But they are, they are pioneers. They're our first, our first cohort of students. They'll graduate in three years' time and they'll be on the journey with us. They'll be challenging us equally as much as our partners are challenging us and together we'll make University Academy 92. And I, I guess that idea of, of peer recruitment, of, of using your students to advocate for you, that's that's going to be so powerful for what you're doing in, in the, the particularly in the next say three to five years isn't it because you you've got those those students who you're already labeling your pioneers to, to talk about how they're shaping it and and what their experience is and i guess that's going to speak far louder than anything you can put in your prospectus would yeah i think so and and that is the problem actually you talk about lots of universities have students talking about their experience and that you're absolutely right. We can't do that right now. But as soon as our pioneers are active, they'll do that. Actually, to be fair, some of our applicants have already been on radio programmes and things talking about why they are interested in UA92. We have a very open and honest approach to what we do. We're very, very open. And so our approach is to be very clear what we do, how we do it, exactly what the student experience is, is like, what our structure is. Try not to hide anything, be as open and explicit and, and explain things in a straightforward way as we can. And so the idea is that the applicants that have been part of our journey so far really understand our proposition. And so they're able to talk about it just as we are. But, uh, but you're right, it'll be incredibly exciting when we've got some actual students who will be part of that, uh, that snowball effect. But in the first part of the process, we, we didn't have any actual students. That said, uh, we're really pleased with the, the applicants we've got. And uh, some have been from the local area, some have been from much further afield, and even internationally as well. So that's even started already right at the start. So it'll start small, but it's developing now. That's a very neat segue. I wanted to ask you about recruiting international students because it's such a key part of the higher ed sector in this country. I mean, is that... How much, how much of a focus have you been putting on international recruitment for this cycle? Have you been... Have you been perhaps prioritising more the domestic market or have you, been, have you been aspiring to get international students in from the off? University Academy 92 will be a very diverse environment. So international students have to be part of what we do and diversity from every perspective is going to be key to the university experience at University Academy 92. So we have started recruiting students internationally. That said, gaining traction internationally is a long-term project. And so the vast majority of our students will be domestic in the early years, but we've already started establishing partnerships. We've been out in Hong Kong through the clearing process. And actually some of our partners, uh, we talked about Lancashire County Cricket Club, 
they've supported us in the Middle East in our international recruitment. So our partners are part of that part of the effort as well. They're supporting us in gaining traction internationally in places where you wouldn't always expect universities to be. Of course, there's all those international recruitment fairs that you can engage in. So we're actually, again, adopting a partnership model to develop international recruitment and indeed international foundation provision on our campus as well. It seems fairly accurate to say that UA92 is doing what it can to rewrite the higher education rulebook in terms of how it delivers its degrees. It's unsurprising then that Craig also reckons UA92 is approaching recruitment in the same way, or at least as much as they can while still being bound by things such as the UCAS process. And it's really interesting this, how much we are rewriting the rulebook, because at the most fundamental level, our degrees will be 120 credits a year delivered, academically hitting all the academic framework standards as any other degree in the in the country. And so at the most fundamental level, it's the same. It's just how we're doing it that's, that's different. Clearly, we have a strong access mission, but we'll never take a student that's not ready. That would would be the opposite to what we're trying to do. So we're looking to recruit students that that are right for University Academy 92. And a student can come and study just for one year and get a higher education certificate. So they could just do a level four qualification to, to gain entry to a cert HE. You don't need the, the same qualification level uh, as you do to get get to a full degree, which takes you from level three to level six. So things like that are helping us open up access. If we really think a student is not ready to study at higher education, even just at certificate in HE level, then again, we have an access course and an access to HE programme that's delivered by our partners, Trafford College, on our campus, which again allows students, and this is really, really important given our locale, that uh, people around us that don't necessarily have the level three qualifications haven't gone through the traditional routes, maybe they're more mature, uh, there's still a route for them. So our sense is we don't want to turn anybody away, but that's very different to just taking anybody. You know, we'll only take people that we think are ready for our proposition because when, when they start, we've said before, the model requires students to work hard and we're very, very open about this. If students don't want to work and, and don't want to turn up every day and, and study in the way that we, uh, we work, then it's not the right thing for them and you know when they're in four hours a day every day that's quite that's quite intensive one of the things i really get from talking to you is it's there is a real passion from you and from this entire this entire organization to really push against the status quo the higher ed sector particularly in the uk is one of those institutions that is not certainly not averse to saying well we've always done it that way so we're going to continue doing it that way are you at all worried that the rest of the sector is almost going to beat you down and beat you into submission and and force you to conform or are you do you think you've got a strong enough proposition here to actually not only hold your own but perhaps turn heads and get more people looking and thinking in the same way that you're planning to be doing yeah i I don't think the sector will beat us down. There, there are certain things in the established part of the sector, the way things are done, that do conspire against multiple entries and things like things like that. But actually, by working with the agencies that deal with this, then I think together will be a game changer for the sector, along with other institutions that are doing interesting things that aren't part of the part of the orthodox. This is one reason why we're so keen to be regulated. So the idea is for us, we want 
want to be part of the regulated part of the sector. Now that has challenges with it. To be regulated has additional challenges, but we think that's really, really important to be working with the Office for Students and to be fully regulated because that means we can create an institution that is still part of the regulated part of the sector, yet doing things in a different way. And so I think part of our mission is, uh, well, I talked about being open and honest before, and I think part of our mission is to be very open about what we're doing, how we're doing it, what challenges we're facing by trying to do it. Sometimes it feels we're trying to do things and the system's conspiring against us. So, well, let's just let's just talk about that, why that is, and try and understand that and, and help move the sector on. So, I think Part of UA92's mission is to actually demonstrate different practice for the sector, to help the sector develop. And I, I think that's what good universities should do anyway. Much as I would have gladly sat and chatted with Craig all day about what life at UA92 is going to be like, I had a train to catch and he, let's face it, had far more important things to do than talk to me. But I couldn't leave without a couple of admittedly obvious but still important questions. Naturally, I wanted to get a sense of what success looks like for UA92. But before that, I simply had to ask why UA92 is even needed in the first place. After all, in 2017-18, there were 164 higher education institutions in the UK. UA92 is a new addition to a very busy market. So, let's have it. Why does the UK, why does the world need UA92? Interesting. I don't think the world needs another university alike, like lots of the existing provision. There's some great universities out there, great universities, and, and this is not about criticising the rest of the sector. So I think if we were trying to model ourselves on existing institutions, definitely not. But University Academy 92 is something different. We've got a completely different proposition in terms of our character development at the core. We're delivering it in a different way to most institutions. And we have this amazing opportunity to do things from scratch rather than be caught up in the inertia that uh, many other institutions would like to do the kind of thing that we're doing. It's just very difficult to turn the tanker. So for me, I think the world does need an institution and, and the ability we talked about, is it, is it a startup? Well, the ability of starting with a blank sheet of paper and challenging ourselves all the time not to do things like the rest of the sector for the sake of it, if there's good reason to, then we will. You know, uh, best practice, there's some amazing practice, which, which of course we'll learn from, we're a learning organisation, but the ability to do it from scratch at this point in time, I think create something for the sector as well as an institution in Greater Manchester that uh, that will offer a different kind of higher education. And I think we'll work well with other higher education institutions around us. And I genuinely think if we get this right, we'll unlock opportunity for high quality, top quality higher education for people that at the moment just can't access it just because the systems, the structures, the models don't quite work for them and, and the support network isn't quite right for them. So if we get this right, I think this really will genuinely open up access. So talking about getting it right, I'm I'm fascinated to know what success looks like for University Academy 92. So say say once we finish here, we decide to book in a revisit in, interview in, say, five years' time. What would you like to be telling me if five years' time I sit down and go, right, how's it gone? What, what, sort, of, what sort of things do you want to be able to be 
telling me about at that point? Well, it, it's got to be the stories about what our students will be doing, what our graduates will be doing then. That will be the test of everything. It's what are the graduates actually doing? Uh, what are the stories? What are the life-changing opportunities that we can we can be explicit about that University Academy 92 has facilitated? So I think in five years' time, the test will be what are our graduates doing? What are their roles? What are their aspirations? What, what opportunities have they now got and what are the stories they're telling not just from looking forward to their careers but actually from the experience they've had already and I think it won't be me you should be talking to in five years time it should be it should be them that will be successful University Academy 92. Great well let's get that booked in. As Oman managed to bag their first Lancastrian wicket of the day, never thought I'd say that on a podcast about higher education, it was time to wrap up the interview and for Craig and I to head our separate ways. But I had one last thing to ask. Earlier on in our chat, Craig had started to say, the thing about UA92 is, and then stopped himself, saying he'd save it for later. Well, I wasn't going to leave without hearing the rest of that sentence, was I? So, what exactly is it? about University Academy 92. Yeah, I, you don't make HEIs very often. You don't make universities, new universities. So we have to get this right. But for me, what is it? Um, I think what we're doing is we're not just talking about how it should be for students. We're living the experience ourselves. So as we go through this whole cycle of bringing in the best quality staff we can find, we're very rigorous about making sure they're the right people for University Academy 92, making sure they've got the right cultural fit and making sure that the character and personal development focus that we have for our students is there for our staff as well. And so for me, what's really special about University Academy 92, it's a holistic approach. It's not one thing for staff and one thing for students. It's a philosophy that we all live by and that we're all developing. And that just feels not easy. It's not easy. It's a, it's a challenging project, this. It feels right. It feels like we're doing something for everyone within the organisation. We're all absolutely aligned to the philosophy. And when you've got that kind of culture within an institution, then actually you can do amazing things because we're all aligned and we all understand the perspectives that the students will have. And they'll be challenging us just like the partners challenge us, just like we'll be challenging them. And it's a, it's a genuine collaborative approach. Craig, thank you so much for your time and good luck. Really, really, I'm fascinated to see how it all pans out. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I enjoyed talking to you. Professor Craig Gaskell is the principal and CEO of University Academy 92, which opens its doors to students for the first time this month, September 2019. You can find out more about UA92 at ua92.ac.uk. Okay, I get it. You could easily write off the idea of a bunch of ex-footballers starting a new university and entering that university into a crowded higher education space at what is a pretty challenging time. You could even label it a gimmick. But if you did that, I think you'd be wrong. 
Having spent time with the man responsible for making this thing a success, I can't help but feel like UA92 is striving to do something special and ultimately something good. They're offering a different kind of higher education and different doesn't mean bad. UA92's degrees are being awarded by Lancaster University. That means they're gonna require hard work to get through and the whole institution appears to be putting real stock in making sure its students are properly prepared for life after graduation. I reckon that's pretty bold and pretty admirable too. I came away from my meeting with Craig thoroughly impressed by his passion about this project and his passion for widening access to higher education. And I really hope that passion came across in the interview. As Craig himself said in our chat, you don't get to start a brand new higher education institution from scratch very often. So when you do get that opportunity, why not do what UA92 have done and look at approaching things differently? This feels like a good thing for the sector. And I'm pretty confident we'll all be able to learn plenty from UA92 over the next few years. I'm fascinated to see how things go, and I wish everyone involved with UA92 the very best of luck. I'm Dave Musson, and you've been listening to Inspiration on Tap. Inspiration on Tap is brought to you by the Access Platform, a peer recruitment tool that enables universities to connect their student ambassadors with prospective students wherever they are in the world. Find out more about us and sign up to our excellent monthly newsletter at theaccessplatform.com. The show is hosted and produced by me, Dave Musson, and my guest was Professor Craig Gaskell, Principal and CEO at University Academy 92. Find out more about them at ua92.ac.uk. Our theme tune and ad music were created for us by Laptop Philharmonic. Find more of his music on Spotify and at laptopphilharmonic.bandcamp.com. Additional music was by Blue Dot Sessions and was used under Creative Commons. This was a special bonus episode of Inspiration on Tap to tide you over while we beaver away on season two of our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your audio. So you not only get notified of new episodes as soon as they land, but also so you can easily find our first season. And that's a season that features a range of interviews and topics from Reddit and social media teams of one, right through to content strategy and absolute units. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay happy and catch you soon.